And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Lux Ops Here podcast. I am your host, Scott Bowser. I got big news for everybody. My, I have a new sponsor here at the show with mybookie.ag. That's right, mybookie.ag. Use the promo code LSH for 50% bonus up to on your deposit up to a thousand bucks. So if you put a thousand bucks in, they'll, they'll give you 1500 credit basically is, is how that works. Or if you put a hundred bucks in, you'll have 150. Uh, but yeah, do that. And, uh, we, you know, you can be rolling and become a real degenerate just like I am. Uh, they have, they offer live wagering, which is a lot of fun. I, I'm big into that. You can, you know, sometimes you, you're like, turn the game on. You're like, Oh shit, this is already on. And then, uh, the, the game's running and, and you go, okay, I, I don't like the score now, but maybe I'll like the score later. And then that's when you get in the, get your live bet in. It's a lot of fun. they got an online casino, all kinds of fun stuff. And you can use Bitcoin deposits and get paid in Bitcoin. So really, I mean, you can really like win on multiple levels with all this. So go to mybookie.ag 50% for a 50% bonus on your deposit. Use promo code LSH. I'm going to get better and better at these reads. I promise. It's not even a read. I make it up as I go along. I shit you not. So, without ado, and you know what, this it wouldn't happen with my bookie without my friends over the Sports Gambling Podcast, Ryan Creamer and Sean Green. I love those guys so much, uh, and it's so fitting that this first uh, spot that I do is on the episode where Ryan Kramer is the guest. So this is a fun one. We get real degenerate. He's got he has some wild gambling stories from out here in Vegas. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Make sure you subscribe, give us a five star rating, and leave a little review. That is how I get these sponsors. That's how I can uh, start living the high life out here. Maybe get myself, you know, a country club membership or some garbage. All right, everybody. Here is Ryan Kramer. Thank you so much. And I am here with the man, one half of the Sports Gambling Podcast founding team. Uh, old friend of mine, a true D-Gen. For those of you here for degenerate shit, Mr. Ryan Kramer. True D-Gen who uh, once upon a time used to be at Bowser's house as early as like what eight o'clock in the morning yeah to pick you up and take the, and to head over for Sundays over at uh Sean's stacking the money greens yeah so we can get that like early early action going get those DraftKings dialed out you guys could do the pregame all that stuff I just have the image of you sitting in the back in, in that backyard smoking a, a ripping a bud as we're doing the pregame show <laughs> those first good. half parlay time let's go that was pre-studio uh, and your lovely new location now. I mean, that's the old school days. Oh, that was the uh, single car garage days. <laughs> yeah. The did- Los Angeles detached single car garage slash apartment. Now, wait, did you guys, didn't you guys actually start when Sean was still over in Silver Lake over on? Uh... Yeah, the the place with the pool. Was, was yeah. Benton Way was Benton, the Benton Way place. Yeah, yeah. I think we, I, I want to say our first couple episodes were like in his bedroom. Uh, in that house, which, you know, one of the, it, one day people will write stories about that house and some of the parties that went down there. It was it's a house for those of you who know Los Angeles. It's a house literally on the 101. Yeah, it's on the that freeway. Has, <laughs> that has a, uh, it, it's like a it's a two story and then it has like a three story backyard that ended up with a like area with a basketball, like a half court, a, a pool kind of a crazy spot for los angeles but yeah i mean that was uh you know sundays were fun over there yeah and there was a pool house next to the pool even a little like yeah like yeah like, 
Listen, I, I definitely passed out a, a couple Sundays over there after watching football. And now I remember vividly watching the G- epic Giants uh, 2011 Super Bowl championship run there with you. No, the, oh, that's right. And, and you know, I if I'm not mistaken, we we also watched some other epic moments like the Ravens, uh, Hail Mary, yeah, uh, yeah, the Broncos collapse after a Dick Olson, friend of the program, Dick Olson had already made like flight <laughs> reservations to go to the conference championship game. Yeah, he's got his ticket booked to Denver, and they <laughs> and they melt down in person right there in the fourth. It was amazing. But yeah, I mean, man, some of those were, those, that was some of the early DJ stuff where, you know, we're still working the offshores. We're working like Bovada. And, uh, you know, at the time, maybe, maybe I load up my thousand dollars for the season and maybe I'm sitting at like 600 for the playoff run. And then the giants just go on that. Like, well, I'm just, of course, I'm just going to put all everything I have on the money line every week. So, and I mean, there's nothing like a push all in in that feeling of cashing. There, there's a great story of uh, myself, uh, Sean, some other uh, some other old friends uh, from the comedy garage days out in Vegas. Every, every one of us. Uh, this is the 2007 2008 playoff run. Giants Cowboys. We all put every penny we have on Giants plus three fifteen, and uh, like literally ba- back in the days before you could use a credit card to take a cab. And so we're going to the ATM to get back to the airport. And uh, yeah, you know, long story short, we hit Cowboys suck. But uh, man, Bowser, we've been, we've had some good runs out there. You're we, you're making me reminisce right now. You're making me miss Vegas, which, by the way, longest stretch of my life, Bowser, that I have not enjoyed uh, a, a great run at the craps table out in beautiful Long. Yeah, because you guys were just out here for, at the Circa for to do a live episode, and I I didn't get a chance to head over after work, but. Uh... Yeah, like, dude, I was wondering, did you you didn't get a chance to get in on the dice table? Uh, it's not the same, dude. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Listen, I'm a guy who likes to live free. You know, like I'm not. I'm not one to to confis- to, to confine any parts of my body. So the last thing I want to do is roll up to a craps table that's you know like looking like a fucking cheese board, yeah. chopped up sixteen ways, wearing a mask. But wearing a mask, it's a joke. That they got these like mask police that walk around, and if you don't have both loops over the ear. It's just not somewhere I'm willing to be until everything's open. And I want to smoke cigs. How do I smoke yeah. cigs with the mask on? Yeah, listen, there's there's like a couple of things that happen during a proper degenerate weekend. One of them is the late night crap situation. Another is just chain smoking <laughs> cigarettes as you're like walking back and forth between watching games and trying to get additional action on the roulette table. I remember when you guys came out for what was it, week one of 2019 season, you and I were hanging out in the table area watching the like the end of the games while you're sitting there shooting dice i'm like like or double fisting drinks at the bar or whatever and we got the weed pen that we're just passing around the casino fucking well the, the, the and the pen is has is a great addition to the dgens weekend i mean it used to be you'd have to like go outside maybe take a walk roll a spliff or something but now you can just like you can just kind of turn the corner and just yeah i used to bring like i would like usually buy like a small bong or a new pipe or something just for the travel and if it breaks who cares but take it up and keep it in the hotel room and have a like a a stone zone kind of thing yeah but uh yeah i know with the pens like i got this new uh this this pen like has it's like a dab rig it's got the coil so and it's got a stash at the bottom like a compartment so it holds it so I can just go take this thing and dab it up right there in the uh, casino in the sports book. Especially, it's great. The the dab uh, that's a dangerous move out in Bay. I remember the first time I did a, a, a 
just a, a, a too much dose. And I, uh, I don't think I've told this story too many. I might, I, I definitely haven't told this story on my podcast, but I, uh, I ended up, I, I, I came to in the spa at Caesars and it was like, it was a total, like, <laughs> like a hangover moment. <laughs> I had, yeah, I, 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 I had lost a bunch of money. I, I was out like $2,500 and I just never told anybody about it. Just went and went back and like met up with people and you know, I think caught up with people at dinner and we just called it a deal. Where'd, where'd you go? I was just on the black, you know, high limit. you know, me Bowser, I'll disappear to the high limit blackjack room. So that's a, a viable story. Yeah, that works. Dude. <laughs> Those high, dude, I remember uh, when I was like 21, I saw this dude wrote me on his bike, but I was like 22 maybe. My friend's 21st birthday, and uh, I see this guy, like I'm at this bar at the MGM, and it's near like the high limit Baccarat area, which is like that's a certain type of guy that's going to play that. Yeah. And this guy <laughs> that looked like the godfather of the Chinese mafia with like a red silk shirt, like a like red silk suit with like the flower in the fucking pocket like the full-on he had like a long hair with like the food long fu manchu the trench coat draped over his shoulders his henchman like pulled it off of him he sat down at the background he's, he's playing like huge sacks of lavender chips it was insane to see that dude I, you know it, it's always interesting to kind of poke poke your head in the high limit area and see what's going down nowadays it seems like you know every once in a while you'll catch a high limit a blackjack player but the baccarat table to your point i mean we're talking about professional coin flipping yeah and these guys sit down like they're they're playing some sort of like mathematical game trying to fly something to mars um, and my favorite part about these guys is they, they they sit there and they mark what's happened and and i i it couldn't be any dumber than the the roulette wheel yeah. telling you what the previous numbers are but these guys and, and you know at at some point you know, as you know, I, I kind of had a, a career arc when it came to gambling, where I was gambling way above my means. I was probably taking a trip to Vegas every three to four weeks. I would, you know, as you know, Bowser, I, I used to get comped out the wazoo. This is why. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At some point I was in the, you know, I'm in the high limit table talking to the pit boss because I'm there so much. I know the guy. And he's like, you know, you never play Baccarat. Why not? I'm like, is that should I? He's like, it's it's a it's a great, you know, player edge game. And so I, I, I take my stab at it. I, I'm going to learn it. I understand cards. It's the boringest fucking the game in the world, dude. It's like if you're, I'm in Vegas, you know, I've got, I've done this rant a bunch when it comes to sports gambling, but some of these professionals, they talk about their like 3% edge. It's like, great, dude. Cool. I can buy CDs too. Fuck that. You know, I'm the guy buying Dogecoin, cryptocurrency. <laughs> I'm looking to end up on the moon. So yeah, I, I'm on a little bit of a rush. Give me some blackjack. Give me some craps. Give me some yeah, parlay. Like, it's not all about just making a cut. I, I get it. It's your job, whatever. You yeah. know, I'm sorry you aren't funny and you can't make content, but like, you know, like, listen, 3% is 3%, but let's uh, let the Baccarat. It, it's just not a fun game. So I, I, I took, I gave it a legit, like three tries, three like hour sessions. And that was, you know, I was done. I like, I, I, I'd rather play, let it ride. I'd rather play casino war. Anything is better than Baccarat. Well, I've been to the, one of my local spots a couple times during all this, and I've only played the virtual games, like, and I play the virtual blackjack, where it's a live dealer. Everybody at the machines are all getting the same hand at the same time, and it's how you want to play it out. And you'll see some idiot that just keeps playing over and over again. But you know, it's, I'm sitting there, I'm having fun playing blackjack. Right? It's like the closest yeah. I'm going to get right now. But they also have a Baccarat portion of it, 
where you can play that instead at the same exact kiosk. And I've wanted <laughs> to get one of those like tuxedo t-shirts and sit oh, down yeah. and sit down at it and be like, I am here from high society. Give me my martini, peasants. It's an amazing like case study. Like, I have no idea why the game's popular. I have no idea why it's popular with high limit players. Uh, it's just it, it's it's completely nonsense. I, I to me the only thing that I get is like a player can choose to be the bank. So it just sounds more appealing. It's like, hey, I'm going to go there. I'll be the bank. But that's like the guys who sit, you know, come to a craps table and play the the don't pass uh, because yeah. they think they're like, well, well, you know, the casino makes all the money. I'm just going to ride with the casino. Now, all you're doing is making, you know, 12 enemies at the table who are yeah. just like, Fuck it's you, like buddy. a one hundredth of one percent is the edge you get on that. It's, Listen, it's, it's nothing, and you and you have to lay the odds. I want to take odds every time. I'm not a fan of laying two to one at a fucking table. Yeah, I mean, we look. Listen, great, great teams. It's all about chemistry, and craps is a team sport. Yeah, the last thing you need is some some ass, and because every there's never a dude playing the don't pass line that that's cool, and that's just there to hang out and mix it up. They're all quiet. They're probably the guy with the most money at the table. And there is nothing better than watching a guy take a 10K marker and you roll the dice and just liquidate that stack as, <laughs> as you're just, you're, it's just sliding to your end of the table and, and you're waiting for that table to tip over. It's just, come on. It's like, come on, bro. It's a team game. Like they should have a table just for don't pass players. You the know, don't, the come don't pass players. table just for guys that can bet it. They all want to bet. And then like, it'd be really funny. Like, uh, I don't know. And the thing is, is like, you got to be miserable to win almost in that situation. It's not fun. I mean, I get it right. Again, it's the robotic side to gambling. It's the grinder side to gambling. You know, if you want to do that, cool. Go play poker. Go sit down at the valley. is like one yeah. green grind fucking tourists out of their, out of their vacation. Dude, I've seriously thought about that a few times of just like, you know, when all this pandemic bullshit subsides, I should just go down and knock over frat boys on the strip. Like from like, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. That's what that's the time I hear. You do that Friday, Saturday night, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., and you can clean these drunks out. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I I've known a couple like professionals that have passed through Vegas, and it's almost like part of the ritual. You you hit certain rooms at certain times and just play like the Venetian kind of has a, a a super fun for for people who like po. I mean, they have a super deep three. Uh, I think it's a three five game, but you can buy in with up to like fifteen hundred, and so you get really big stacks at this table. And if you show up there late night, you're gonna get a mix of like really sharp players and then just dudes just trying to just like literally trying to avoid being with their wife. <laughs> they're just, they're just, just again like it, it, you just have to pray that you get the right hand at the right time and they decide to give you all their chips okay dude so uh one of the big reasons i wanted to get you on for this episode a couple weeks ago i got a listener email uh from phil kramer in chicago illinois shout out to phil and no he, relation and no no i was gonna ask you if he was a relation but Could so be. he wanted to know about like vegas golf gambling like these hustlers out on the golf courses and these games and what, like, first off, I'd kind of like to give the listeners a little primer and what kind of games you bet when you're playing golf. Cause, and then we'll get into like the bets you bet while watching PGA tour later. Well, what do you bet? Like, like, so like, I, like I know of game like best ball is a game, you know, or like, so this, I mean, I, I would say this, like when I'm on the course, like 
and I'm I'm with some pe- some folks that like to get. In fact, I have a I have a date. Uh, I'm playing golf in a couple of weeks, and there's definitely gonna be some action. All right. And we're already discussing what what's gonna go down. And generally, like where you start is you start with a front back overall on the strokes. So generally, depending on who I'm playing with, but generally we'll do like a hundred, hundred, hundred front nine back strokes. So whoever wants to buy into that pool. It's a hundred for the front, a hundred for the back and a hundred for the overall. And so, which some people who are a little bit more conservative will do like a front uh, and an overall, not a front back and overall, or they'll just do front back. I think it's more fun just to press it. So you, you got to force some, everyone's bought in on that. You know, you're talking about a nice little pot there, $1,200. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing you obviously do is skins. I think you, you got to like, you know, I'm a classic guy. So you start with the strokes and the skins for skins, we'll generally just go with a flat like five, ten a hole, something like that. Make it a smaller thing because then you end in then because then there's the bonus aspect of it, right? Then you start doing things like, all right, we're gonna play, you know, birdie pool is gonna be, you know, we'll say maybe a hundred bucks a person, and then you know everyone who gets a birdie gets a piece of that pool. So if you know only one person gets a birdie for the whole round, the whole the whole pot goes to him. That's a cool fucking little game. We'll do stuff like that, and then then on top of that, you just end like so. Generally, that's about where where the, the games start, and then once you're out there, <laughs> well, and then once you're out there, it's just like you know I have a I have a famous round where I played with uh, I played with my with a local bookie of mine and we got paired up with two complete like random dudes at his country club and it, two two Bo- two Boston guys so of course they want to get down and you know the second we lay out the terms by the second hole we're playing you know we're like all right let's go double double on this hole <laughs> so, so you know by the ninth hole we have like a you know we've carried over like four skins and we have like a, a 500 hundred dollar hole on the line because we've juiced it up all the way and so but- the way the skins work is the, they carry over if everybody ties yeah, so I mean, you can play it different ways, but generally the way we'll play it is, um, and then well, I forgot to add one aspect. Then, then you can add a team aspect, where maybe you play a team skins game where you're doing best score and total score, and there's prizes for both. Okay, maybe as a team, it's 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 ten for uh, lowest overall and ten for team, and so that way, you know, if obviously a lot of times that ends up getting stacked as well, so you can really start to move money around. But yeah, uh, sorry. What were, what were you gonna ask though? No, so like the way like with the skins for people not familiar, it's about okay. It, it's basically a prize value for each hole. Yeah. So you basically are saying like ten dot like so in this scenario we've done we've already done a ten a solo ten dollar skin per hole and then a team ten dollar skin per hole and then a lowest score overall. I guess we, in this case we wouldn't do both. So we'll do ten solo, ten team. That means the lowest score out of the four golfers would win the skin if there's a tie the money just goes to the next hole in that pot uh for the team the same way so you're yeah it's essentially like a single hole contest yeah so yeah so that's how and like you'll see like i think that's because golf and gambling are so intertwined with each other that like the pga tour does skins matches and stuff like that because it's like they incorporate the gambling side of it that's done at the local country club and it's funny because yeah, I mean, gam- and, and you know, don't look now, but gambling on, you know, the golf DFS and golf gambling handles are are not to be uh, scoffed at. I mean, I, well, that was one of the big takeaways, especially golf, you know, 
kind of kept going a little bit in COVID there, but golf in general, big money. It's a big money, especially now, like 20 years ago, you bet on futures. And that was about that. Now, you know, you can bet on top tens, top fives, top twenties, each round matchup. I mean, matchup props, which are more like a minus one ten proposition each way. Got one golfer versus another. So, the 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 amount of pe- if you think about it, right? Golf. You watch golf. It's all commercials about life insurance and financial advice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all, all high end cars. Like exactly, it's all rich people who have disposable money and, and are near death. And so these people also like to gamble. And uh, and they like to wager a lot of money on it. So, you know, it's a surprisingly big uh, sport when it comes to handle. I believe it, it was something crazy, like even above NBA, potentially. Really? Um, it, it's a sport that does a lot of money. And I think, you know, you know it makes Tiger- sense though, because they do so many events throughout the year, too. And there's each event's a four day thing. And you know. I can tell you, like, straight like o- over in the sports gambling podcast Slack space, golf is the most active channel. And so, like, it, it, there is a certain aspect to the fact that, like, you you get four days of betting every week. Um, there's a giant pool. So, from, like, a DFS perspective, you can kind of have some fun with it. You can also, like, if you're sharp at golf, you can make money still. It, it's not something where, like, they can't possibly know all about everything when it comes to, like, 140 golfers every week. So, you know, it's an interesting sport from a lot of angles. It kind of has a, you know, it's a little bit of tennis mixed in with a little bit of like the depth of college basketball. And then you offer like all of these different types of ways to bet. Not, you know, it's not surprising when, when, you know, bringing it back to the topic of betting on the golf course, when these guys are betting on the golf course, we've heard guys like yeah. Phil Mickelson talk about how it's not fun to play with certain guys. Cause they don't like to have side action. <laughs> <laughs> we've heard the stories about Michael Jordan on the golf course. Like the dude loved to gamble in casinos, but he really liked to gamble on golf courses. So, uh, you know, we, we had, um, we had bears quarterback, blanket what big man uh, on the podcast uh back over the summer and you know we asked him about you know there's there's legendary stories about playing golf uh he was a, an athlete in chicago with michael jordan around the same time and he talked about it. he's like yeah uh, michael jordan wanted to play for a million dollars once on the back nine whoa he's like i he's like i play for the bears i don't make that kind of money <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah, man, I, I, you know, I think the interesting thing is, is how, you know, go- golf gambling, as you said, gambling is part of the game. Like we, you know, it's less taboos now. So we got to hear and, and see it with some of these kind of pay-per-view uh, made for pay-per-view events. But, and now that it's okay to talk about, like when you read these stories about the golfers and like, you know, it sounds like Nicholson uses gambling on the course as a way to get inside people's heads. Cause he's just like, yeah, dude. <laughs> He's like, fuck it, dude. I got pops from insider trading. You think this game, this, this, well, you know, and, this yeah. grand is going to get to me? <laughs> and when you think about it, too, it's like, um, like the way the pay, the pay structure in golf works. Yeah, like some guy like Tiger, and we'll get into Tiger's recent misfortunes, but uh, Tiger, Mickelson, like some of those guys have huge uh, endorsement deals and they make money just or appearance fees just to show up there. Yeah. But for a lot of these guys, it's like, no, like everything's riding on each shot. If a top, a difference between a top three finish and a top five finish is big money for these guys. Like, yeah. no, I mean it's it, it's 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 a very fascinating sport, and I, I think 
you know, if nothing else, like kind of being in the sports gambling landscape early and often, I, I will say it's, it's definitely, it's been one of the sports that is kind of, we've always covered. We've always had to have, cover it because it's, it's always, you know, of course you want to get, you want to get down to the masters, you know, of course you want to throw some money on it and all it takes just like a horse race. Almost you win it, you win one, you hit that 25 to one bubble Watson in 2012 in the masters and you're hooked. Yep. And, then, and I think that's the appeal too, right? Like people, why do people bet parlays? Well, they like to put down a little and get a lot. Yep. And that's kind of what, what, where golf offers you that. Like, if you don't want to lay these other bets, you can just, you know, you can throw your $5 on, on like four different 50 to one mid shots. So yeah, that's a, what, what do you, what's your uh, ideal strategy for betting a golf tournament? Like you want to get, get your bets in by Thursday morning when it starts. So get in most likely like Wednesday night, uh, maybe earlier in the week for better odds. But what do you think? Like two, uh, media, like a, one of the, like get four guys, maybe one of the favorites, a couple, a long shot, maybe a couple mid shots in there. Yeah. I mean, I think the way to go is you, you, you decide, well, you know, let's say, let's say you're going to bet 10 units. We'll use fake units. I'm probably wagering, you know, six of those units on just heads up matchup props, uh, maybe for the tournament, maybe even for a round, but probably the tournament. Uh, after that, I'll probably take another like, a uh, unit or two and take like first round props because those are crazy. And you, that's where you, I, I find that you can really go after some long shots. I, I hit a, uh, I think it was a hundred to one guy uh, earlier this, this year. Yeah. And then, and then I'll take another, maybe like two units. And like you're saying, like maybe I'll buy a, a piece of a favorite, like a Brooks Kepka loving him for the masters. Uh, Sean and I just participated in this futures uh, fantasy draft where we, uh, we grabbed Brooks to win the masters at 14 to one. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. But then I'm going to, then I'm going to dive into the like 25, 30 to 50 to one. Like that's a range where like, you know, real actionable information like Tony Finau for the PGA championship, 40 to one right now. Uh, kind of in that range where like he's there for a reason, but he also has the ability to win and, and 40 to one that's, you know, now we're talking 25, get you a grant. So, you know, you can, you can maybe drop a half unit on a couple guys there. And then, you know, if you want to have some real fun, go grab a, a 150, go grab a John Daly when he's playing at whatever <laughs> British open and have some fun with it. But, you know, I think the you know if you when you do play those crazy long shots, I do think the the play is first round leader, because uh, you know a lot of times, especially if they're older, like the backs gonna you know go out by the weekend. So yeah, the pin placements get tougher during the weekend. Well, like, well if you think about it, high like how many times does some random dude leading a tournament? Oh, especially, all the time, especially after day one. Yeah. Yeah. So why not take? Yeah. So to answer your to get you get get everything in by Wednesday night. I mean, we're on the West Coast, so most of these uh, tournaments, you know, guys are teeing off by like four a.m. Yeah. Um. So get it in early, and then I also highly recommend the DraftKings uh, Golf uh, Six. I can't golfers. recommend that to my local listeners here in Vegas, which is a real bummer that we don't. Oh have. man, that's right. You guys have to drive across. The I have border. to go over. You know, I just got a new car, so I think I'm gonna. I hit a friend up and I was like, I want to go on a lotto ticket DraftKings lineup run over to state line. I, my favorite thing about about Nevada is you you can't buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, like, I can't who, buy a lottery ticket. I can't rules. do a can't do a DraftKings lineup, but I could burn heaters in grandma's face at the nickel slots all I want. Yeah, I mean, in a in a fucking in a gas station. Literally <laughs> no other rules, but you know what? Lottery tickets are bad ridiculous dude i found the most degen spot of all time out here it's a casino like a full casino in the back of a truck stop behind i've mentioned this a few times on the show but 
It's a full casino at like a Chevron, like a big, terrible Chevron station. And you walk past the beer coolers. There's two sliding glass doors on each side of the big beer coolers. And then you go back and there's like two blackjack tables, a roulette table, a bunch of slots and a mini sports book window with a bar. (laughs) Sounds like a Bowser kind of place. It's pretty amazing. I have but I have bet sports uh, there because it's a William Hill sports book. So I can go cash it pretty much anywhere around town. So, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it's, it's it's one of the it is one of the luxuries of uh like I can just stop at Seven Eleven if I need to on the way home to load up my William Hill account. So. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. California's you know dragging the feet. They're, they're hard hard to imagine. Like California could be the last state of the states that are definitely going. They probably out. will because Nevada's gonna the the big uh, casinos are gonna fight it as hard as they can here to keep that action well, and, coming in. And we have a big uh, Indian reservation, like casino population that yeah. lobbies pretty hard. Yeah. So, but like, I don't know. I mean, I think it would be cool if, like, maybe that would be a good way to revitalize the horse racing industry in California. Is if you made like like off track sports books, or, like a sports book tie in with the race books. I think that's the plan. I think there were even like plans originally around SoFi Stadium and having like sports betting there but yeah i mean the, some of the plans because we we have a bunch of poker rooms too you know like they're, they're not in the most desirable parts of town but <clears throat> i would imagine those would immediately convert into some sort of establishment but you know it's funny uh, we were just talking about like if when it, if it gets legalized in california does that impact your uh, desire to go to las vegas no of course not no. i i got any time i want to already yeah. It, it would just be more outlets, but you know, NFL week one, March madness, the first round like that. Yeah. I want to be in Vegas. I want to feel the, the rush of a thousand other people in the Westgate ballroom. No, no, no last call laws, like 24 hours. service. It's more just like, I want to, I want to feel that rush with a, with a, a shitload of people. And I want to be able to win a fuckload of money on the games and then lose a bunch of money in the crab tip. Like I want to, I just want to <laughs> go on that ride. It's been that's dude, that's my go-to for March Madness. Win a bunch of money on the games, blow a shitload at the at the tables. Like that's. I just you know one of the blackjack. I I I just like I have a love hate relationship with craps. I just can't you know craps is my drug. I just there's nothing like throwing those dice. Last March Madness, uh, I wasn't actually in Laughlin. I wasn't here in Vegas, but uh, I did okay on the games. But I was I started playing uh, heads up hold'em. Have you seen that one? Yeah, and I, I started. I was like, "Oh, I like playing poker. It's like playing poker and blackjack at the same time. This is fun, dude. Like, I'm down like three, four hundred bucks real quick. Like, you know, it's funny because what I'll do when things aren't going well at one of these other games is I'll go play Pygow, which I, I talked all this shit about Baccarat, but Pygow is probably equally as as slow and boring. But it's a lot of cards. It's a slow game. It's a great game to sit at a full table, get drunk because you're only playing. You're playing pro- for every like ten blackjack hands. You're maybe playing one pie gal hand, and oh man, like that's a game where like I I do it to slow down and calm down, and then I get slowly frustrated to the point where I'm just like fuck it, I'm all in, <laughs> and, it, and it ends up being like I, I have I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll have to maybe I'll I can find the picture and send it to you for wherever you post this, but I I uh, I one time like I was in Vegas for four days, I was kind of like even on the trip, I had uh, I had a bunch of money, I had all the cash in my pocket, I was getting ready to leave, and I was like you know what, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go play a hand of 
Pygow. And I don't know what happened, but something happened that led me to believe I should go big. And I just put it all down and it was like a, you know, $3,500 hand of Pygow. <laughs> and I tell, and I put a, I put like a, you know, $200 in the bonus. And I tell the dealer, I'm like, you know, blind. And of course, again, I bet I, I was going so frequently. I, of course, I knew the dealer. Yeah. And I knew the pit boss. And so I'm bullshitting with him. And I look at the dealer, you know, the dealer, she sets the cards, everyone, everyone else plays and she turns over a full house. And so, I, you know, I got yellow chips on the fucking table right now and I'm playing blind and I see a full house and it's just like, fuck, like I could have just walked out of here with a four day trip in Vegas, completely broken even, which is like winning money. Yeah. And I, I, I'm a fucking dumbass. And uh, she, you know, takes everyone else's money. I'm in, I'm on third base or I'm in the last spot and she flips. I, I got a better full house. Whoa. So I had 200 on the bonus. So that cashed the grand or whatever the bonus paid for a full house. I think it was, and, and, was, and then it was your hand straight and even money. And, and then I won the, I beat the top and the bottom. because it was bigger full house. And so I, I cashed another three grand walked out of there with like eight grand, just, Oh, oh man. it's rock hard, rock hard below the belt. You, know I mean? you bring up a good point there because I think that's the most dangerous. Because I don't play tables much since I moved here. I, I try smart. and my, I try and limit myself. Maybe, I live in Vegas and play tables. Like that's yeah, just I, I try and limit myself maybe twice a year. You know, like like birthdays, like special occasion. Like for my birthday, I'll go play blackjack and treat myself a little. <laughs> hookers and blackjack. Yeah, yeah. Birthday treat. But uh, well, no hookers. But so I uh, um. <laughs> no i uh but it's always dangerous for me when like i'm around evens because it's like okay i was planning on losing this most likely so i might as well just fucking go all in now and either double my shit up or get the fuck out of here yeah it's always fun to watch i mean that's back to the poker like taking money off of tourists playing poker that's the move right you sit down at like this one three table and it's a 200 dollars buy-in and the guy or maybe even a hundred guy buys in by the time he gets down, to, he loses like a couple hands. He blows some blinds and he's down to like $65. And he's like, ah, fuck, I might as well just buy in again. But he doesn't realize he can just buy in. And he thinks he needs to go all in and lose his chips before he, he can buy, buy it. Yeah. So he's just like, ah, whatever. And it's just like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah, I'll take that. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, like this full degen mode where you like it, it's the it's the Al Pacino speech in Two for the Money, the great Two for the Money with Matthew McConaughey. Oh, that is a great movie. Where he goes to Gamblers Anonymous, and he, it, you know, it's a bunch of people struggling with gambling addiction. He walks around the room and explains to them that they are all losers looking for that feeling of rock bottom, and when they're ready to give him a call. It is. It is such, I mean, I, I Bowser. I kid you not. I might put that up there with any single Al Pacino movie moment. Uh, it, right there it, with it, Michael Corleone blowing out the police captain and Virgil Salazzo's head at the at the anything, Louis him Italian standing restaurant, top of the stairs, and and Scarface. Anything. Okay. Anything. Yeah, I mean, that, it is. You know that feeling, right? Like that feeling of like, what's the point of breaking even? yeah 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 that's not fun <laughs> what's the point of leaving with money i'm trying to leave with lots of money yep i so, mean yeah. that's that's the dgen lifestyle that's what i like to uh i mean you guys uh created dgens only but i think that i like to have an outlet here for the craziest wildest stories and what's what's the meanest heater you've ever gone on like just the meanest like dgen like four or five days on the horse like well you know 
I want to say this was uh, New Year's 2011 going into 2012. That I think it was the same. It was during the Giants run or, or leading up until the Giants Super Bowl run. Uh, New Year's, I'm at the, uh, at the time, uh, Imperial Palace uh, with the ex-girlfriend and a bunch of her family. We eat dinner one night. We decide, you know what? We're going to we're going to go hit the craps table. So at the Imperial Palace, we uh, this is when they had the fire bet. Of course, the fire bet is a sucker bet where you're putting between one and ten dollars on the fact that the shooter will make four, five or six unique points. Of course, the points in craps, four, five, six, eight, nine, ten. So you're betting that a a single shooter will plow through four five or all six points which is obviously bowser you played a lot of craps yeah not something you see all the time if you get four of the unique points it pays 25 to one if you get five it pays 1250 to one or i'm sorry 250 to one and if you get all six it paid a thousand to one so i'm a dgen i'm paying i'm playing like 25 dollars max odds craps and i throw ten dollars on the fire bet one of the first shooters like we're not there for very long we it was one of those tables like you kind of it was empty you show up with a decent amount of people and then it tricks everyone else into thinking the table must be hot. Cause there's like seven people down here. <laughs> it just turns out we all knew each other. And uh, so the table quickly fills up and maybe by the third shooter, it's the classic Bowser guy walks up wearing a backpack, looking lost as if he's never played craps before. <laughs> like he, he looked it up in the encyclopedia and it's like, Oh, okay, here we go. This is a craps table. And uh, you know, he cashes in a hundred bucks puts his $5 on the uh, pass line and the dealer's like, it's your turn to shoot. Do you want to shoot? And he's like, Oh, I don't really know what to do. And he's like, I'm going to pass. And everyone at the table is like, no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) dude, you can do it, man. Just throw the dice. (laughs) And so, you know, beginner's uh, luck is real in gambling. uh, So, uh, and so he's like, well, so the guy's like, okay. And so like, I'm telling you, this guy looked like, uh, you know, now almost like the Vlad guy from uh, from Robin Hood app, like kind of this like this greasy <laughs> pale guy. Maybe he didn't doesn't get out a lot L- like hair a little too long to be stylish, but like too short, like just a weird guy. all around. Anyway, so basically this this like, you know, stock run of the mill Jersey, like five foot six Guido. Um, we, I, I'm, I'm, I'm half Guido, so I can say that uh, he said he goes, bro, just hit the. Just throw those dice down to the end of the end of the table. You'll do fine. <laughs> okay. So uh, the guy shoots. Throw. He, he, I kid you not. This is how it went down. The dude comes out. Boom. Four. Four. Like he hits. He closes the point four immediately. He then closes the the, the point ten immediately. Those are the two he, tough ones. Those are the two two to one shots. The hardest. So we're already. We've already made. If you have a shoot with two made points of four and ten, you're already up. You're you're good. You're up pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You're already set. Like there's no way you can lose on this shooter. Uh, he he comes back uh, with a nine, uh, rolls a little bit, then ro- then hits it. Comes back with a five, rolls a little bit, and then hits it. So and those are the pro- next two toughest ones. Next two toughest ones. We're already cashing twenty five to one on the fire bet. I won a bunch of money. Uh, thing that feeling good, right? At this point, feeling good. It's like, Ooh, now you're starting to be like, well, what if? And I was like, well, time to press. So yeah. I, I, throw, I throw out a hundred dollars and I go $25 hard ways. And the guy goes, you want them on right now? 
And I'm like, this guy hasn't come close to roll a fucking seven. This would be a time where I'd be okay with a seven, but I'm feeling this guy. Those are on. What does he do? Comes out hard eight. Boom. Oh, that's, that's 10 for one on 25. So I got $250. So what do I do? Bowser parlay. What does that mean? Let it ride. $250. Now on the hard eight point hard eight next roll hard eight. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. 10 for one. Give me that, that $2,500. Pull it down. I still got 250 on the hard eight. Boom. Hard six on the next come out roll. So he's got five points at this point. So I'm guaranteed uh, 1200 or, what what did I say? Oh, it's twelve fifty to one. I think is what it is. Two fifty to one. Two fifty one at oh, five. Two fifty to one. Yeah, yeah. So I have twenty five hundred dollars in my pocket on the bonus right now. I'm ro- I'm rolling in money. Uh, he rolls a hard six. So I do the same thing. I parlay it. I got two fifty <laughs> on the hard eight and the hard six. Rolls, 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 rolls. All right. So mind you, if he hits this point, I'm about to win ten grand on this fire bet bonus, and I'm already up like maybe three thousand. You know, well, I guess like four thousand on the on the on the roll itself. And he, at that point, he had maybe rolled for like fifteen minutes. He rolls for another fifteen minutes. Uh, never roll seven. Final roll. The hard way. He hits another hard. Like he hits a couple hard eights in there. He hits a a hard six to close it out. I lose. Like I end up making almost ten grand on the hard ways. I make another 10 grand on this bonus. So they stopped the whole game. Every single player at the table had the fire bet. Every single player, they had to pay out like, you know, over 60 grand in fire. They stopped the whole table. They bring out IRS forms. They withheld money right there from me. Not from the money I won from the hard ways, but from the bonus. From the bonus. So I end up walking away with like 7,500 from the bonus and like another 13 grand from like the between the hard ways and the regular $20,000 roll on the on the craps table forget it I mean that that was it that was I've had some blackjack runs I had that pie gas I've had some sports betting you know the Giants runs were pretty epic but that craps run and then so obviously I'm feeling good I do one of my late night dip off to the high limit area where I love playing 100 or 200 double uh, double deck and a two deck blackjack and I do, I'll do this thing where I'll, I'll, I might sit down, I might be up and I'll cash in like, let's say three grand and I'll, I'll tell myself, all right, this is 15 hands. Like you're not buying in for any more. This is 15 hands, but you're going to go pressure four times if you have the ability. So if you win, you're going to, you're going to pressure. So, uh, aggressively. So like not wait a couple times, winning, winning, like win. I'm going to go from 200 to 300 win, go from three to four etc until i get to 600 i'll reset back and i I sat down and i had a little heater there too and i i turned like three grand into another 10 grand so it was it was the first time in my life i came back with like hundred dollar bills banded up in in ten thousand dollar stacks so for i didn't quite have three stacks of high society uh but i I was close to uh i was close to the three stacks of high society it was a and dude it would all happen at the imperial palace basically which that. is the you know if you if you it, it, it what are they what's it called now like it's some hip place or like not hip like it's uh the, the quad or something like that yeah yeah something like that i forget exactly anyway back then it was kind of a sh- it was like the cheapest place to stay it's in the where they of- shot the austin powers scene with tom arnold in the bathroom with austin powers 
Is that where they really? Yeah, it's at the Imperial Palace. Inside Vegas, Iggy. Yeah, where it's, uh, who does number two work for? You show that turd who's boss, buddy. That's, that's the, the Imperial Palace? That's the Imperial Palace. That's what I always think of when I think of the Imperial Palace. That's great. But that's great. I used to have a buddy that used to always want to stay there, too. I think it was because of that scene. But, uh, no, that like, like I think the back, like, I went on a pretty crazy March Madness one run, so me and my brother, where we at 20, we went 28 and four on the first two days. Whoa. And, I mean, that's and every of... and every single parlay hit too. So I had like a couple, a five teamer, a couple four teamers, a few three teamers, shitload of two teamers on like money line underdog. You know, like like I just kill like every single thing. And then I went on like a 12, 15 hour craps run where I'm tipping the dealers like a hundred, like every ten minutes or so. Like it was wild. There's nothing like actually that brings me to you. You just reminded me of another story. This is old school story, like. Old days, uh, Sean Courtney, like the what, like early days at the Comedy Garage. So, for um, people that don't know, Comedy Garage, check out the documentary directed by uh, our buddy Logan Lysakow on Hulu. Uh, but Comedy Garage, famous LA comedy uh, show at the their house in Burbank, and Kramer here was the only person that lived at the house that wasn't a comic, so <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I think we I became friends with you, Bowser, because you were one of the few Hollywood types that couldn't uh, that could talk a little sports. Yeah it, yeah, it was the weirdest thing. Like I would have these moments where I would just observe all these comics and just like none of these people understand me. Yeah, like, no, I, and, I, and then I like because like, dude, that's what was so refreshing when I met like you and Sean and stuff. Because I was like, when I first met Sean. It was like finally another comic that likes gambling and going to the track and fucking. You know, being drinking and watching football all day and bullshit. Yeah, being normal, being yeah, be, a normal, be a normal person. Forget. Yeah. When when we uh, we lived in in Burbank, we had like our four TV setup was like a big screen stacked on a big screen with like two small screens on the sides. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, remember. I remember when so like you know some group of girls came over or something like that. They're like, oh, what? four TVs? What do you what do you need all those TVs for? It's like, oh, we're watching football on Sundays. How many games can you watch at once? All of them. Uh, four, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> you just sit here all, and you just sit here all day and watch football on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. What do you do? Oh, you want to go on a hike? I, I get it. It's nice here. I get it. But come on. But yeah, no. Back back in those days, like you know, we I, we had a, a group epic <laughs> one at the blackjack table. Another old school place. Uh, was it called the Barbary Coast before it was called Bills, and now it's like something else. Yeah, the old um, Barbary Coast. I remember that one. Barbary Coast. Uh, we we had a, a table, blackjack table filled, five dollar, and you know we all made north of like we all made with between a thousand and two thousand dollars at a five dollar table. <laughs> we were there all night. They eventually, I, I believe, they eventually kicked us out for like celebrating too hard. Like we were high fiving across the table. <laughs> but I mean that. And, and what's funny is we were four seats. The fifth seat kept rotating in and out and just lost. Whoever sat down there lost all their money. But we continued to just win and win and win. That was back when they they would write you a ticket. Like they just kind of, you know, the guy could just write you a ticket for like a free breakfast or whatever. Yeah, I miss that. When dude. Vegas was about customer service. I'll get off my rocking chair. I went on like a five dollar heater, and it was one of those where fuck it. And then I'd get up. I had like a start with a hundred. Get up to like two hundred. It's like fuck it, let it all ride. And then I hit a twenty-one. So now it's at three to two. I got three hundred, and I kept doing that for a while. I ran it up to like thirteen, fourteen hundred or so, and I'm sitting there just like the guy goes, "Hey, uh, can I help you?" I'm like, "I want a, a dinner. I'm staying here for the week. I want a fucking dinner at your best restaurant." 
That's what I fucking want. And they hooked it up. <laughs> I have a great comp story. Uh, actually, I think it was for the 2012 Super Bowl with the Giants on that run. I was out. I was uh, I was going to be uh, down at the South Point for a, a Super Bowl deal down there. And uh, so I was over. Uh, if, you were, if, you, if, you, if you know Vegas, the um, what's the uh, what's the like fishing game store? Big Bass the- Pro Shop. Bass Pro Shop is atta- attached to a casino. Yeah, yeah. You can go gamble at the Big Bass Pro Shop. And they have like a big, huge live uh, bait tank in there that you can it's fish It's called in. the Silverton. Is it not called the Silverton yeah, Casino? Yeah, the Silverton Casino. Yep. And uh, so we, we went over there to gamble once. And, and you know, similar it's lo- Silverton Lodge and Casino, I believe. They don't consider themselves a hotel. They are a lodge. Oh, I understand. They're outdoorsy. Uh, they're attached to it, but so we sit down, we gamble for a little bit I, and I'm telling you, maybe I'm, we're, I'm playing $25 blackjack for an hour. I go to, you know, they're like, well, you should get a, you should get your, your comp card because you just earned some good comps here. And I'm like, all right. So we get our card and it's like, oh, we all get a free buffet. That's great. This, I love this place already. And then like, you know, I'm last in line. Everyone else was playing $5 a hand. I gets to me. It's like, well, Mr. Kramer. Not only do we have a free buffet for you, but we're going to bump you right up to our gold status, which entitles you to one piece of cookware. (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. Well, I'm super excited about this. Not really. And then so she like, you know, she types. She's like, would you like a nine by nine or, you know, whatever? I'm like, ah, you know, whatever. And then she goes, actually, Mr. Kramer, I'm sorry. You've you've played enough to be promoted to our platinum level, which entitles you to another piece of cookware. <laughs> She's like, would you like the mixing bowl? So long story short, I go out for the Super Bowl. The Giants win the Super Bowl. I win shitloads of money. And I and I'm like, I'm in this weird situation where I'm trying to get on the airplane with like two pieces of glass cookware. <laughs> oh. Anyway, the cops used to be better in Vegas. That's the moral. You know, some of the local spots here, when you're a member, like you get the rewards card and everything, they'll give you a monthly gift as long as you meet a certain threshold. And one of them at the Sunco, like I noticed at the Sunco, I think it was like, they'll give you a bottle of like nice whiskey. Like it's like a $200 bottle of whiskey. They understand how it works. Yeah, (laughs) if you play enough there. And it's like, I mean, that's a nice D-Gen move if you're going to play enough, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I mean, I will gladly. Sometimes I love random stuff though, but it's like I've seen it where it's like a set of steak knives. That's the monthly gift there, or whatever. That that's a lot like like you know I got family up in uh, up in the the Massachusetts Rhode Island area, and of course they they frequent like the Mohegan Sun and, and places like that. And it's like they it's a lot of that. Like, oh yeah, we uh, we got to go cash in our our quarterly like whatever, and it's like some like frozen pizzas and it's like <laughs> you're gonna drive your ass all the way to connecticut to, to collect on some frozen pizza. <laughs> but, but you know that's what it's like the coupon shoppers you know like yeah they, I, I mean like, it makes sense for me. Well take advantage it makes sense for me it's 10 minutes down the street <laughs> well i you know i think that's the that's the one thing that you can if you're if you're diligent in vegas i would imagine there's lots of uh lots of gimmicks to take advantage of oh yeah oh yeah like uh now I try and I try and throw a few out to the listeners here and there, uh, you know, like my little, my little tips and whatnot. And I always say, like, uh, bring your own alcohol. Make sure you do that. <laughs> I, I mean, you want a trick? Way to get a free pack of cigarettes. Uh, go get it. Go to. I mean, 
this is kind of a, a degen move, but they get you pretty. And what do they charge you for cigarettes at a casino? Like, oh, they usually charge like 11, 12 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I feel like it can even be more than that. You want to move, you just just go to any table that's uh, that's that's north of $25, cash in for a decent amount of money. And when you're cashing in, ask the pit boss to uh, for a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you've seen me pull this move before, Bowser. They bring it over, and it's just like there's some weird thing about comping cigarettes that they it's like not the same. It's like points or anything like that. So anyway, I mean, hey, I guess they get it. They know uh, they know DJs want to smoke. Like keep burning those butts. Yeah, going. The more, the more, yeah, the more burn he has, the the more likely he has to stay at the table. Yeah, yeah, they're you're gonna get up and leave. You know, if you. uh, they they want that money. That's what they want. They want your paper. It's it's hilarious how many traps they set for everybody, but it works. And they'll get me with the free bottle of booze every time. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on them. I drank it all. I already drank it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like it. It's always funny, like when you got to do. Because I had a uh, friend, uh, friend of the program, Josh Androsky, on, telling about how he won a million at the El Cortez on a slot. And it's one of those where, like, dude, that's the you win so much at a casino, you got to find a twenty-four hour notary public. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's a wild run. And for anybody listening, if you got a wild run story, you know, it doesn't have to be in Vegas. Any any sort of gambling establishment whatsoever, uh, email the show, the Luck Stops Here Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, Phil had a great idea for the golf stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I really do feel like golf is the perfect degen sport. Like it, cause it, also you have handicaps. Yeah. And, and like I said, I mean, if you're, if you're, if, if you are uh, listening to this and you are interested in dabbling in a little golf gambling, uh, over the sports gambling podcast network, we do have a golf gambling podcast called the golf gambling <laughs> podcast. Uh, it's with a guy called Boston Capper, who's just a complete chowderhead. Yeah, he's, uh, he's and, and a guy named Steve, who's so focused on handicapping golf, he had to get off social media. So um, it, it's it's definitely a yin and yang, but they, they they spit hot fire. And if you're not the kind that listens to podcasts, although you're listening to this, uh, you should head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com where we got a bunch of content. And if you go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash slack, Get in the Slack space because, like I said, the golf channel, Bowser, is active. And then whether, you know, whether you're looking to bet uh, any of the things we talked about or even more DGEN than that, these guys got it going on. And, I, and I'll tell you, like, you'll get a, a 5 a.m. morning report each day of a tournament from Steve. So highly recommend that. Because, yeah, I usually use like I said, the market is a, you can like you can make money in golf if you're willing to like spend the effort and listen to people who spend the effort. <laughs> take the effort to listen to people who take the effort. Yeah. No, I like I usually like that Slack channel for football. It's great. It's a good some good stuff. Going I, I mean, on honestly, like, the, the, you know, Sean and I kind of had this thought that if we if we build it, people might come. And the idea being, you know, like we need a place to collaborate for people who are working for us, but why not open it up to the fans? You know, we found a bunch of collaborators that way. So if you're ever interested in getting into the sports gambling uh, media side of things, like lots of dudes have gone from Slack contributor to writing for us, even podcasting. So, you know, and on top of that, there's now a big enough community to where like, I was just joking the other day, like we, we have a NASCAR channel and I'm not even like, I was in all the channels up until re- like we have we have channels for everything, 
And it's starting to get to that point where like, you know, you hop into college basketball any day of the week and people are throwing out their picks. They're yeah, talking yeah. about like, you know, it's, it's both a safe place. And also just, it, you know, news gets broken there too, Bowser. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like there's guys that just, you know, you don't need to go to Twitter anymore. Like they've already copied and pasted the tweet in there. So big now, advertisement for our Slack space, but I'm a big fan. of. Now, it. before we get going, I need your, uh, I want your major golf. My, uh, my boss actually asked me, what's your golf major, uh, gambling guide for this year? Like who you like to win some majors this year? Like, uh, I saw a good one of D- Dustin Johnson to win one major at plus one eighty. I was, was kind of liking that. He's in good form. Uh, I can tell you that our, our guys, uh, they're big fans of, uh, and we are too, of Brooks to win. the. I'm a huge man fan of his as well. There's some data that would suggest that he's about to kind of like at the masters, basically experience matters. And he's about to take like a a year. I think it's year 60 or seven or year five to year six, where the golfers tend to take a jump there at Augusta. So like him, I know the guys uh, like Tony Finau and uh, Hovland to win the PGA Championship out there in Hawaii at 40 to 1. And, uh, you know, the U.S. Open, I think the, the, the key takeaway, if you're, if you're a, you know, a, an average golf handicapper, is that this course will need, you need to have a big drive. You need to have a big drive. So, you know, you, you, don't, you don't go anywhere first, but, but look at the Dustin John Bryson. You know, look at the big hitters because I think if you're not a big hitter, you can't win the U.S. Open. So that would be my advice there. If you want to take a stab at someone, maybe it's a bigger hitter. Um, but Bryson at 14 to 1 is always fun. See, how, see what kind of form he gets into. The one fun thing about golf that I'll point out that's more of like on the nerdy side of things is like golf odds go crazy all the time. So – there is some some merit to grabbing futures on 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 these um, these majors early because you know maybe you don't put your full your full bet on it but maybe you grab Brooks at fourteen to one to win the Masters because by the time we're talking about Masters week I don't think he's going to be fourteen to one uh, in that case you know and so there's some of that too where you can project movement you can say well I I think. You know, I think Tony Finau is going to be playing well this year. I get it. He hasn't really converted on a win, but is he really going to still be 40 to one by the time we get to the PGA championship? If he maybe wins a couple times between now and then I doubt it. So there's that aspect to betting golf too. And it goes both ways, right? You might want to wait on a guy. If you think the, if odds you think the odds are yeah, going to go up on him. now, uh, before we get out of here again, uh, uh, Tiger Woods, you know, been in the media again this week. What's the over-under on his scotch and oxies at the Masters dinner? Well, it's funny, Bowser, because, like, not jo- joking aside, I, uh, I was watching the tournament, the Genesis, Genesis Invitational, this Sunday, this past Sunday, and Tiger was, like, the host of the tourney. And so he did this interview on Sunday with Nance. Yeah, Sean, Sean uh, sent me a fucking screenshot of him just looking low. Yeah, I, I tweeted it out. I said, Tiger looking stoned as fuck. So... I mean, look, he's coming off another surgery. He's probably back on the pills. Uh, here's the thing. It's, you know, like, I, just like no matter if you, you liked Kobe or not, and, and when, not to compare this to Kobe, but, like, Tiger is one of these guys, like, I don't think many people hate Tiger. Like, you might, you might have learned to dislike him a little bit later in life, but when he was at his peak. Oh, he was the man. You could argue he was one of the most, if not the most dominant athlete of all time. He was and the post-Michael Jordan guy, basically. Like he, I mean, he, was, he took over that mantle from Michael Jordan and kind of exploded as the number one dude on the planet. 
Nike got into golf because of Tiger Woods and yeah. then left when he basically. So, oh man, it's tough. Uh, that's it's a bummer because it's like, you know, it's it's probably that's the last time we'll see him play golf. Probably, I I don't think we'll ever see him play golf again. I think. Oh no, he'll, know, he'll, he'll he'll still he'll still play. I think so. You think he'll come back? Yeah, um, yeah. We, we love a good comeback story, especially from a yeah, like such a right? a guy who falls so hard. You know that that. Maybe. That redemption Maybe. angle will be there, and, and I think he can still play a little. I don't know. I I uh, when I saw the news, it was just like it, it was weird because I was like, man, I I literally noticed like he looked so fucked up on TV. He wasn't even sounding fucked up. He just looked. Yeah, he up. looked like. He wasn't slurring his speech, and so I was like, oh, maybe it's allergies. I he was looked like, like one of those dudes I, sitting in front of a liquor store that when you're walking up, you're like, oh god, he's gonna ask me for suck my dick for some money or some shit yeah bowser it's that look like when your buddy is clearly blacked out drunk like that glazed over look in your eyes yeah right? yeah right. he doesn't know what word i'm saying right now i can say anything to him yeah, you're in the time traveling machine right <laughs> so all right everybody make sure you check out the sports gambling podcast and the sports gambling podcast slack channel and uh what, what else we got going kramer is everything sports gambling podcast.com check us out yeah and uh march madness coming up i definitely got my ucla at 150 to one pick in already and then it went up to 250 to one i feel like a sucker i need to get that back in and i actually had cans i i took kansas right before their winning streak there but then it kind of looked like shit the last couple of games so i don't know i'll give you a fun one bowser what's that for the listeners, you want a little bit of a long shot. I'm not going to come in here and tell you how Gonzaga is going to win the national championship at plus 280. Florida State, 28 to 1. I would argue that outside of Gonzaga and Baylor, when they walk on a court, they are the most athletic team in every other matchup. You know, I, I, uh, they got two, three legit NBA guys on that team. Fun price. Now, coaching is a problem, and it's probably their ceiling, but anyway, I'll leave you with that. Enjoy the 28. That's pretty good. I'm a big fan of uh, Col- me and Colby have both been on these guys, but the Cleveland State Vikings. I like mm-hmm. them uh, in a first-round matchup, depending on how they get seeded, but that's for a later date when I do my selection. I think I'm going to do a Selection Sunday special because that is on my birthday this year. Very good. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Forward to your birthday, bro. Well, it's, yeah. I hope you guys can make it out for uh, March Madness. That'll be really cool. Uh, we'll see. Finger, I, uh, un, I would say uh, unlikely at this point, but, you know, God damn it. If everything gets sorted out, Bowser, NFL week one is going to be a blow. Oh, we're going to go at it hard. The Circa is going to be our playground. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like, I, I can't wait to get in on that action. All right, everybody. And I hope you all get in on that action and come out with the Sports Gambling Podcast next time they are live in Vegas. Thank you so much, everybody. Bye-bye. And that was Ryan Kramer, everybody, of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Old school friend, as you can probably tell there. And, man, I can't wait for him to come out and we can do some more gambling together because it's so much fun to see him in action and the, the way he'll just run from the, the sports book out to a dice table and disappear to a card game. It's always fucking hilarious. All right, so that was the show this week. Uh, or, or, oh, I have another show coming out this week with Scott Lures, and that's going to be a, that's that one was a lot of fun. Uh, some good cockfighting content coming up in this one because of a new story I read about in India. So international cockfighting is now a portion of this show. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us. I mean, uh, at Patreon. Yeah. Subscribe to us at Patreon. If, you know, it's a uh, $5 a month, all kinds of premium content. And now that I'm doing ads, it's all ad free over there. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like my own personal HBO for you guys. So check that out. Uh, Patreon.com slash Luck Stops Pod. 
And also, you know, feel free to email the show if you got any degenerate stories of yourself that you would like to share. Uh, Luxops, the Luxops pod, podcast, the, uh, the Luxops here podcast at gmail.com. And uh, I, if it's if it's not like too crazy, you know, I mean, if it's crazy, crazy, cool. But like if it's like you're at a white power rally out here. I'm not going to read that story. OK, I'm just going to put that out there right now. But also make sure you follow us social media style at Twitter and uh, Instagram at Luxops pod. And don't forget, use that 50 percent uh, promo bonus over at mybookie.ag with the promo code LSH. That's right. Mybookie.ag. You can you can even gamble on if uh, I, I mean, no, you can gamble on some crazy shit. They got prop builders, all kinds of fun stuff. I'm a big fan. So make sure you go over there and check that out. I will see you all next episode with Scott Lewis. Thank you so much. Bye bye.